0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of My Christian Walk. Anyways, uh, it's kind of rainy here in Southern California. I'm thinking of that song, It never rains in California. So, girl, let me warn you. I don't know if that's the lyrics, but uh, you know, back in the dark ages when I was young, uh, that used to be uh, a really popular song. Um, So, anyways, what I want to talk about today, uh, and I want to welcome you, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on Anchor FM, I'm now broadcasting my episodes on YouTube, and then I'm using the audio file to upload onto Anchor FM, which I got to say, Anchor FM is like, it's the, I can't say what it is with the S word, but it is the best thing. Uh, it rhymes with MIT. It's the, rhymes with MIT. It's the best thing, man. Anchor FM, I swear, it just has like the best audio quality. It's easy. You can do it on your phone. You can split the audio. You can adjust it. You can trim it. It's. I sound like I'm pimping um, Anchor, which I guess I am. But anyways, today I want to talk about the Pope. The um, Pope. Let me preface this by saying, it is not my intention to do anything but in presenting this podcast, I hope, I hope that I come off fair, I hope that I come off uh, correctly in that I don't know when it comes to areas of the Pope, the existence of the Pope, the Pope's infallibility, I am not down in a negative way on the Pope, okay? Catholics, I still adhere to a lot of Catholic doctrine. Not all of it. I was born a Catholic, uh, baptized a Catholic, I should say. I was raised in the Catholic Church. I went to Catholic school. I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, for God's sake. And I was baptized. I received my first Holy Communion. I was confirmed. You know, one of the greatest gifts my parents gave me and my brothers, my two brothers, I believe was the gift of Catholicism. Sure, Catholicism has suffered some terrible, terrible, uh, well, they didn't suffer. They perpetrated. I'm not going to get into it right now. Uh, but, you know, the whole thing with the scandals and the uh, the, the sexual misconduct of priests. Listen, I'll just say this. I don't hold that activity against the Catholic Church. What I do hold against the Catholic Church is any Rolodexing or carouseling of priests who were pedophiles into other parishes, knowing that those priests were that way. That's the only thing. But you know what? That's for God to deal with. God is the just judge of our behavior. And every person, myself included, will come before the seat and throne of God, to look at what we've done with our lives. That's all I want to say about that. Now, <clears throat> getting to the topic at hand, the Pope. So as, as I look at this topic, I am just going to be upfront in that I don't like the word infallibility. I don't believe that the Pope is infallible. And if you're a Catholic and you take offense to that, I can't help you. I just don't see any reason to believe that. Do I think the Pope holds a very, well, the highest position in the Catholic Church? Of course. Uh, Do I think the Pope, um, the idea of a Pope being a leader is an acceptable um, part of that power structure? Of course. Here's where I get, This is why I'm talking about this today. Where I get challenged, and I think the two main camps that I get pulled from one to the other is Sola Scriptura and the apostolic tradition of the Catholic Church. It is a stretch for me to believe that Peter, number one, was granted the position of being The head of the church, the universal church. And you can go to what Christ said when he said, You are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. I get that. Of course. It makes sense. What was Christ going to do? He knew he was going to be ascended back into heaven. He had to give to one of his apostles the the action of continuing his ministry. And so he did say those words, obviously, to Peter. It's documented. But does that mean that Peter and every successor after Peter holds the same authority as Christ did. The same infallibility as Christ did. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not even sorry. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. You know, it wasn't until formally the year 280 AD that Constantine created the position of a Pope. And that's when papal infallibility began. You can trace in the lineage, if you go to Wikipedia, the origin of the papacy and the succession of the papacy dating back to 7181 A.D., but it isn't until Constantine, who was a big supporter of the Christian church. One thing, and I was doing some reading recently, which I got to get through this book. It's about 500 pages. And what it does is it takes a look at the... Um, battles that went on and the persecutions that went on within the church after the crucifixion of Christ. And it's very telling the amount of chaos, the amount of, of chaos and the amount of martyrdom, martyrdom that went on with people who refused. There were people that were tortured and viciously killed for their faith. They, they would not denounce Christ they would not denounce Christianity they even saw it them being martyred as a as an honorable thing and it was very common for people under roman leadership to be there was a power struggle going on and the roman empire were pagans and they denounced many of the uh, emperors with heavy heavy handedness denounced christians and and ferociously tortured him and killed them. So the purpose of my podcast today is not to suggest, Catholics, that you change your views. Much of what I do on here is to create, I hope, healthy um, brain activity surrounding this infallibility of the Pope. And it is something that I think speaks to the Catholic Church in general, and I find this not a, a harsh criticism of the Catholic Church, but an observance that within the Catholic Church, there are traditions that are not biblical. And I guess this will be the eternal struggle between Protestants and Catholics. What is considered to be acceptable that is not supported biblically? And the reason that I think it's important to go to the Bible is because when I read the Bible and I read about things like infallibility and humanness in the way that we are to conduct our lives and live our lives, there is nowhere in the Bible that I see anything that talks about a leader of a universal church, Christian church, who is infallible and should hold the position that Christ held. That's all I want to say, man. So, next, I don't know what I'll talk about next. I've been rolling some ideas around maybe purgatory, maybe the sacrament of penance, you know, having a man uh, forgive our sins as opposed to going to the cross. But this has been my Christian walk. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace.